Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am here with Jen Smith, and we're going to be talking all about yoga, pregnancy, and showing up for yourself and others with a rapidly changing body. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. And today we are here with Jen Smith. After teaching English internationally, Jen decided to blend her passion for people, fitness, and teaching by becoming an ERYT 200 yoga instructor. She primarily teaches in Northern Colorado and also travels extensively in pursuit of furthering her yoga experiences. As a daughter of Korean immigrant parents, she strives for inclusiveness and equality, both inside and outside of the yoga studio. When not teaching, Jen loves exploring beautiful Colorado with her husband and rescue dog. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us what kind of dog you have. Yeah. So our dog's name is Josie and that should be also stated our, our current names, my husband, myself, and I are all J's, Jonathan, Jen, and Josie. Um, <laughs> Josie is a seven and a half year old uh, rescued German shepherd mix, um, which originally we were told she was going to be a border collie. And then we, uh, once we had her for a few months, we got the DNA testing done and she's majority <laughs> German. <Surprise! shepherd. laughs> yep. Are you, are you going to continue wonderful. the J names with, uh, with baby? You know, I've been considering that there hasn't been any, uh, J names that have like jumped out at me. So I don't know, which I'm kind of sad about, but also, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm excited to have you here. So as we're recording this, um, you are currently about five months pregnant with your first. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you are, you know, you're, you're noticing changes in your body and how yep. it's affecting you. Well, personally, but also as like a yoga teacher, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. So Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause you know, I'm sure this is a topic that so many people can relate to or sure. will eventually relate to, right. When they do yep. become pregnant or be a partner that has to support somebody through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just been a journey that, uh, I didn't anticipate being as difficult as it has been for myself. So I know there's a whole spectrum of women that experience different symptoms and different levels of either sickness or non-sickness or having a wonderful pregnancy or just being on the other side, we're having a really difficult pregnancy and delivery. Um, And for me, uh, it's our first. So this is all brand spanking new for us. Um, I'm 35 and I'm in that uh, geriatric advanced (laughs) maternal age section of mothers to be. 
Um, and yeah, I have been fit and, you know, a yoga instructor teaching, but also practicing almost every single day prior to pregnancy. And so in my mind, when I thought about conceiving and going through pregnancy, it wasn't even, it didn't enter my mind that it would be difficult in any sense, as far as feeling bad within myself, um, physically. And also what I didn't anticipate was the feeling bad within myself mentally and emotionally. Mm. You know, I don't think people talk about that uh, as much as it should be talked about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my first trimester was really, really, really rough. Um, I had anticipated teaching throughout, uh, but it was very clear, like at week five, that I was not going to be able to teach uh, regularly. And so I took a bit of a sabbatical right off the bat. Were you so having morning sickness? Was that my morning? Sick- so mm. the name morning, morning. Sickness, yeah, right. It's not that. just morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, they definitely need to change that name because for myself, uh, and my experience, is it called that? <laughs> yes, right, right. Well, Tim, I think historically, I guess, I don't know when, um, but it's right when uh, the worst for women is right when they wake up because they haven't eaten they need to replenish and all the things. And so it's like in those morning hours. However, for me, it was all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from I hear that week, a lot. Uh, it was awful. Weeks four through actually into my second trimester, I was sick all day long. <laughs> so I was nauseous. I was throwing up. I couldn't brush my teeth. That was one thing I had never heard. Oh, like wow. From brushing oh, your teeth. Oh, the gag. Oh, <laughs> And so I ended up actually having to change my toothpaste because I associated the taste of mint with all of that. And so I had to change my toothpaste and then and a big like tongue brusher and I had to like stop brushing my tongue because it was inevitably like wake up, get like I had to like I had to like rev myself up to like brush my teeth. Okay, like I'm not going to throw up. I'm not going to gag. <laughs> oh, something yeah, you take for then, granted every day brushing your exactly, teeth exactly exactly but these things like I had never ever heard that in my life until I was pregnant and on these pregnancy forums and researching it um so yeah so I was sick I was nauseous I couldn't eat normally I <laughs> typically so I'm prior to being pregnant I'm pescatarian so I don't eat meat I eat seafood um and then tend more towards like vegan vegetarian um, but my body started craving meat, which was like, uh. I have heard that um, a lot from my vegan friends. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So there's that. And then also prior to being pregnant, I was intermittent fasting pretty strictly. Um, and I remember, I remember like I had my first checkup with my doctor and I was telling, I was asking her questions about diet and all this stuff. And she was like, you're probably not going to be able to keep intermittent fasting. And I remember in my stubborn like brain, I was like, but what if I can? <laughs> and no, nope. You just got to eat when you can. Um, and, you know, like trying to be healthy and conscious prior to being pregnant, um, being conscious of carbs and all this stuff. But all I wanted to eat in those first couple weeks was bread and cheese. Legitimately, bread and cheese was all I wanted. Isn't that just Um, funny how our bodies like have a comfort food? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, But now, you know, I'm well into my second trimester and I'm feeling much better. So that has been a godsend and a huge blessing because I, 
yeah, I was starting to resent being pregnant. I was starting to resent my body. I was starting to resent the awful feelings that I was having daily. Yeah. 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 And a a fun tip for anyone listening. I had an employee, she was same as you sick all day long. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I still have to like go out and do life. Um, Mm -hmm. Like she felt fine, but then it would come out of nowhere and she would just have to throw up and it was kind of spontaneous. Um, And so she started carrying uh, the gallon Ziploc bags in her purse and she'd literally like picking it. Ziploc it shut and put it in the Oh my goodness. Poor thing. The things you do to survive, right? Yeah. Well, and thankfully for me, I work from home besides for being out to teach. Um, and so during those six days, and my employer was super, super understanding and supportive through the whole thing. Um, and she found out a little bit later and I tried to mask it, but that's a whole other topic I maybe want to delve into because women are expected in most workplaces, whether virtual or not, women are expected to show up and do their job. Like nothing is happening. Like you're not growing this crazy human in your body and your body's Mm -hmm. not going through all this crazy changes. And it's like, there's no, there's no change on the other side. Like how can we accommodate this person better in our workplace? How can we be more understanding? Because as a society, there are tons of women pregnant every single day and going into work and driving and doing the commute. And then, and then others having multiples to deal with too, multiple children right. and so many other things are juggling. And here I am a dog mom working virtually and I'm struggling. So I thought about that often, like yeah. the expectation of society for women to go about their business and their home lives and everything else they're juggling as if nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. And then after the baby too, like our system, especially too. Yeah. The U S does not acknowledge it. Right. Like Mm -mm. your employer, what, what is it like 12 weeks you can take through FMLA? A lot of, um, uh, I think my husband's dad is like six to eight weeks or something short like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paternal leave is even worse. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, a friend in Canada, they get, Two weeks, or sorry, two weeks, two years. They get yes. two years paid maternity yes. leave. Incredible. Like, yes, incredible. Come on, USA. <laughs> <laughs> get it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Goodness. So how did you, how are you finding your yoga experience changing, ebbing and flowing through your pregnancy? Oh my word, oh my word Amy. That has been difficult for me. So I am pretty um, like schedule oriented. I have a weekly, you know, like I stick to my habits. I stick to my routines. Um, And prior to becoming pregnant, I was teaching five days a week and practicing pretty much every single day outside of that um, in the heat. Uh, So Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm primarily a heat, uh, heated yoga instructor, hot yoga instructor, um, and I remember thinking, okay, like, it's like once I'm pregnant, I'm going to just be one of those crazy yogi mamas that powers through and like, <laughs> is in like a, is in a hot class or a heated class right up until I deliver. And I kind of have those expectations, like, this is what I do every single day of my life and I'll be fine. Um, and I, and I got pregnant 
and the thickness hit. And I was like, holy moly, I can't even like pull myself out of bed, let alone like walk up the stairs. Like, how am I supposed to flow and move in a 98 to 103 degree studio with humidity and other bodies and other things. And very quickly, I I told myself I couldn't, Um, I didn't even try. I, so let me go back a little bit as well. So our pregnancy was a little bit high risk when I started, uh, when we started, because I had had a cyst removed on my right ovary back in 2009. And so um, we knew that as we were trying, this pregnancy could be um, what they call an ectopic pregnancy. Mm. So the, the, egg right. implant, the fertilized egg implanting itself elsewhere in the body, not in the uterus. And so in those early weeks, um, I knew I was positive, but we didn't know where the body, where the, the, the egg had implanted. And so that was also really scary because being first time, I was like, can I, can mm-hmm. I even walk my dog? Like what can I do? Um, so I told all the studios that I teach at that I was going to take a break. I told them I was pregnant. They completely understood. Um, so that, that was the start of it. But then I started feeling sick and then shifting into, I'm no longer teaching. I'm taking a sabbatical. I don't even know that I can do even a non-heated level one class. So for me, I've been like a, you know, advanced level, level two, level three, like flow, 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 rigorous power, vinyasa, go, go, go. And I had to take a step back. And for me, mentally more than anything and spiritually, I mean, all the things combined more than anything was really tough to transition into because I'm so accustomed to, you know, burning all the calories and then, but also getting the, getting the spiritual mindset stuff set after the practice while I'm sitting in Shavasana or um, after I flowed and done this beautiful, amazing flow and then sitting still, like I had to shift into a more slower pace, maybe not getting in a, in a traditional flow on the mat practice of yoga. The yoga, my yoga practice has changed to be more off the mat. And in other aspects of my life, I'm seeing, which is that's the yoga. That's the beauty of yoga. It's right. There's eight mat. limbs. It's yes. it's not, you know, an asana isn't even the first limb. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that has really taken a seat in my body and in my mind, the other limbs um, of yoga and what yoga can look like in other aspects, which I will admit it was really, really difficult to deal with in the beginning, the transition of it. And I wanted to be stubborn, like, no, I can do this. I'm throwing up and I'm so sick and I'm di- but I want to do this. And you just get to a point where it's like, no, I got to let that go. And my ego needs to go. And the habitualness needs to go because I'm entering into a new season and I need to let my body and my mind go into it without any, you know, any barriers. Um, so it's been this, I'm still working on it. I'm still accepting it. Um, but I have transitioned into a more slower practice as far as the asana. I don't do any heat. Um, and it's become more ebbing and flowing into the yoga off the mat in mm-hmm. relationships and community and my conversations and my day to day, which has been so wonderful to witness. Yeah, that's beautiful though. And, you know, sometimes it takes an event like pregnancy, um, Mm -hmm. to just like slow down and appreciate 
things. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, you were kind of type A with yoga and like, yep. I'm stubborn yep. and I need to do this. Yep. I'm going to do this. And then your body's like, yep. nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's just yeah. like with an injury too, right? Like maybe you have a knee or an ankle injury or a wrist injury and it forces you to take that step back and just Absolutely. like assess the situation and like, okay, I need to do what I need to do for right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So this applies to, you know, pregnant bodies, injured bodies, or maybe you're going through crisis or trauma in other forms. And for a season of life, your status of life has shifted either dramatically or in even little ways. And it, it needs to change. Like, I think, especially for type A people like me, it's hard, but I think everybody ebbs and flows in this phase, um, in different phases of life. And I think it's so beautiful when you finally let yourself be in it, like truly like ride the wave of it, because I'm starting to learn like, wow, I do have this gentler, softer side of me that I didn't really know existed. I can go with the flow. I don't have to have everything planned. And for a perfectionist like me, I'm learning to have more grace for myself in the midst of not being able to check things off or not hitting certain goals or not having certain habits, um, you know, checked off throughout the day. So I'm learning a lot about myself and, and also in doing that, in doing so, um, learning how to show up for others, because I think previously, uh, you know, we always try to strive as being others for who they are and not with the lens that we have, but of course our humanness is in the way. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm on the flip side, I'm beginning to just be more compassionate for mothers and for disabled bodies and other people who may just be coming with such stories and backgrounds that are so different than mine. Um, and just, yeah, having more an openness to that, which has been amazing and beautiful to see too. Yeah. You know, it's so for me, you know, I had a brain injury in 2014. Mm -hmm. And so I mostly teach to the brain injury community or other people um, that just want a really slow, gentle yoga practice. And it's, you know, it's very different from what I did 20 years ago in my yoga practice, but I'm okay with it. Like I really, there's so much more introspection. Why can't I say that word today? Um, when we're doing a slow, gentle yoga practice, there's more time oh, to my think word. and listen to your body than when you're in a, a vinyasa flow that's, that's flowing quickly or a core power where you're just mm-hmm. moving from pose to pose. You don't have time to think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. There's just so much more intunement with your body. And I think that mm-hmm. is so powerful. Yes. Yes. And again, something that I didn't anticipate going through or experiencing, um, you know, my, my physical body has changed so drastically so quickly. And that's not, that's another thing that you kind of hear about as non-pregnant people. And you're like, yeah, I kind of understand like your, your belly is growing and your breasts are growing and you're getting softer and rounder in all the areas. But when you're experiencing it, it's really tough. Like, you know, you put on one pair of pants one day and the next day it's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, like having to like be accepting of that one. And then for myself, I struggle with self-esteem issues and 
body dysmorphia and eating disorders when I was um, in high school and in college. And so it almost triggers those things as well for myself. And, but in this yoga, right, the grander yoga, I have been able to show myself, show myself love and grace and compassion to be more accepting. It's a, it's a, a, it's definitely a progress. It's not perfect yet, but um, and it's a journey, but to mm-hmm. be accepting in that and to love myself and to show up for others, despite, despite how I'm feeling, um, despite me feeling self-conscious or this, but to work through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I, or maybe you already do, are you, are you trained in prenatal yoga? No, that's a great question. Um, so I'm not trained in prenatal. However, I am going to start a prenatal yoga teacher training in January um, here in Fort Collins in Colorado. Um, it's the one studio in town that offers it. And they actually haven't run the uh, teacher training for prenatal specifically in, I think, a couple years. And so I actually had been searching for this type of training, whether online or in person. And I especially wanted to do something as I'm experiencing it in my body as well, you know, because you, you talk about modifications and mm-hmm. how to teach to pregnant bodies and even postnatal bodies. And I wanted to physically experience it as I'm carrying our child. And so I was super excited. Oh, that's more. really cool. I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I really... I feel like it's something like I've never had children. I don't, I don't intend to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm way past stage of having children. Although Janet Jackson proved us all wrong. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I feel like I, I find prenatal yoga really fascinating, but, but having never been pregnant, I don't feel like that I would be qualified to teach it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you really have to be able to have lived in that body and know what it feels like, you know, just like I, I currently live in a bigger body. And so I really understand modifications for sure. bigger bodies. Um, sure. although I guess prenatal could be similar. You've got a belly yep. in the way you've got bigger exactly. breasts in the way, Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember 20 some years ago when I was a lot thinner, I still had big breasts and, um, like in a low lunge pose, um, mm. I couldn't do one, one hand on each side of my foot because the boobs got in the way of the knee. Yeah, so I bring sure. both hands to the inside of my leg. And I remember I had yep. a, a teacher come over and ask me why I kept doing that. And I was like, well, cause my boobs get in the way. And she was like, yep. Oh, you know, so if you've never lived with it, exactly. you don't even like think about it. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think prenatal and yoga would be really great for you. I'm super excited. Well, and you know, I don't know uh, your like training background, but you know, I have my 200 hour and then I've got the experience on top of that. But in 200 hour teacher training, it's like the prenatal section for my training at least is very minimal. And you're, you know, you just always hear like, don't do twists and don't go on your belly and all these things. But there's mm. so much more that already, even though I don't have the prenatal knowledge, um, extensively, like I'm feeling differences in my body, like very quickly, I could, I can still be on my belly and be okay. However, very quickly on, um, or early on, I couldn't do upward facing dog, which was really interesting to me. Mm, yeah. Even though I could do other back bends, even though I could do other something about 
depressing into my palms and then like having my pelvis mm-hmm. down. Like I could not express yeah, something about the upper- pressure of that. I bet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then having to just, to just cat cows or being on all four, you know, like it's, it's these things that like in a regular training, uh, they don't really talk about because it's not felt, uh, to a non-pregnant body. And also it also differs from body to body. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I've noticed physically. Um, and I don't crave at this stage, this is another surprise. I don't crave the heat and I don't crave the go, go, go in like a vinyasa, which is insane to me because that's me to a T. Like I want the heat. I want the sweat. I want the go, go, go. I want to like flow from one post to the next. And I don't want it at all. Like my body mm-hmm. is craving the slow, yeah. the sitting, the gentle. And it's like tuning into that and, and allowing myself to be in that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, you know, and it's fascinating because, you know, like no two pregnancies are exactly the same, right? Mm-hmm. Like your mm-hmm. genetic makeup, your physiology, your anatomy, um, So I'm currently taking some Qigong training Mm, and, um, I don't know if you're familiar at all with Qigong, the traditional, uh, shaking, Qigong shaking, bouncing. Um, and that's one of the contraindications is if you're pregnant or have recently given birth, that's something you shouldn't be doing. And I'm like, huh, interesting. (laughs) Like I can, I guess I can see why, although it might be useful during labor. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't understand that. So like even jumping jacks or now actually, Mm, like mm -hmm. it's more so I think for me, what I'm experiencing and I'm feeling is that I can't jump or do stuff because it's my bladder. (laughs) 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 Like the baby and all the organs have moved around so much that it's like, oh, I can't do that. (laughs) Oh, wait till after baby. So I hear. Oh gosh, I know. I'm already like, yes, I already have to like hold my belly if a sneeze comes on. (laughs) I mean, even just as an aging woman who's never had children, there's still some yeah, issues there. Exactly. Goodness. Well, it's not easy. <laughs> it is not easy getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the things our yeah. bodies go through. And, you know, I mean, even on, on kind of a similar topic, you know, there's there's yoga for menstruation too, right? To mm-hmm. help um, to help the flow, so to speak. Um, and you know, so it just makes sense that there's things that help the body, you know, absolutely. like during pregnancy, there'd be things that might help you as you get closer to delivery. And then there's things you don't want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're going the route of, um, I'm trying to go the more natural route and have a doula and a midwife will deliver me with hopefully, you know, we're praying for no complications. Um, and the doula is great with that as well. Like putting me in positions or breathing techniques. She actually does hypnobirthing as well. So like hypnosis, I know I'm fascinated. Mm -hmm. I never heard of that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just tuning in. I think the season has just been a lot of tuning in, being introspective and shedding layers of expectations, shedding Mm -hmm. layers of who I used to be before this human took a hold of me um, in this body, in this space and allowing myself to be in the flow of it. Mm-hmm. And 
So then accepting of that. So, and then showing up for others as I'm accepting of it, because what I found early on was if I was, as I was trying to hold on to my former self, it was hard for me to show up for others, for my husband, for my work. Yep. Because you're inhibiting, you're inhibiting yourself and your, your true authentic self. And I found that, okay, I'm going to be real honest on social media about how I, how I am struggling about pregnancy, how I am struggling with this and that, and, and just being authentic with like, okay, this is where I'm at and I love it and I hate it and it's a struggle <laughs> and I'm learning, um, but I invite you all into it and please let me show up for you all in this space. Mm. You know, Jen, a year from now, we should do another podcast and just talk about, you know, postpartum and early, early childhood. Oh my God. And parenting. Yes. Parenting. (laughs) And you're going to have to like, I I can see you doing baby yoga, like with Sherry or Rachel. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Amy, and that's something that I'm thinking about big picture now too, because here I am, I have my goals and I have my things, I have all these things set, but I'm having to forego and like set new goals and be in a space where I can be understanding that changes, especially being pregnant, come so quickly, so vastly, and in so many ways I never anticipated. And so mm-hmm. thinking through how I'm going to transition now into the postpartum stage and becoming a mother and how am I going to fit my practice and work and showing up for others, even postpartum with the human actually in my arms. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, You're going to start a mommy and me yoga program. Yes. You can see it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sherry because- just, Sherry wrote an article for the upcoming issue of the magazine uh-huh. about um, baby yoga. And it's oh, just, love- it's, yeah, it just sounds so fun. Yeah, yeah. So, because they already kind of do yoga. Like, exactly. honestly, if you watch what babies do, like, they kind of do down dog and exactly. happy baby. Where did that get its name? Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> Even yep. in the womb, like when we're watching the baby in the ultrasounds, it's like flipping all over the place and doing the things. And it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're already doing it. <laughs> Driving a NASCAR. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, Jen, this has been such a lovely conversation. I'm so glad you were able to be here today. Um, anyone listening that would like to connect with you and follow your journey, they can find you on Instagram, Yoga with Jen, and that's Jen with two N's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will have a clickable link in the show notes for everyone. Um, yeah. Do you have anything um, else you want to share about following you on Instagram and sh- and following your journey? <laughs> yeah, I like. I think I'm just going to continue this conversation on my Instagram as I as I continue to um, showcase how I'm growing, how my body's changing, how I'm doing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the things. I I think I've taken the charge of. Okay, I think women need to hear this message, and if anything, changing the changing the rhetoric that it's okay to be more accepting of women needing to slow down, whether it's because of pregnancy mm-hmm. or whether yes. it's because of injury or other situations. It's, it's almost like we've, we've far too long lived in a society where everybody has been expected to go, 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 go and do the things and, 
and, you know, move up to the next level and this and that. And I, at this stage in my life, whether pregnant or not, I'm just like, no, like we can change that trajectory. We can be a society where we're accepting of all stages of life and we're accepting of all people and we're accepting of all, you know, just all. So I think my little voice on Instagram and in the world can just be sharing how authentically and how I'm, and how I'm going about it. Mm, That's awesome. I love that. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being here. This has been a great conversation. Yes. Yes. Adore you, Amy. Thank you for inviting me on and asking wonderful questions. And I'm going to hold you to it a year from now. Let's do a follow-up podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see. So you have four more months. So you'll have like an eight month old at that time. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, I'll Yay. hold you to it as well. So thank you, Jen. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.